This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Behold. Um, as always, we're really glad that you're taking the time to, to listen along and just spend this chunk of your week with us. We know that so many of you have had hectic weeks. A lot of your kids are starting school and whatnot. So all that to say, thanks for joining us today. This is Sean, and we also have Dan. And Dan, why don't you introduce the third person? Yeah, so we're glad to have you with us, but we are stoked to have uh, with us as well, coming in from Portland, Oregon, dun, dun, dun. the one and only David Sunman, a.k.a. Batman. Hey, What's up, dude? I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's so good to, to see your handsome, square, chiseled jaw over Zoom. And, uh, dude, we miss you a lot, bro, but it's it's great. We told, we, we told the listeners... That you would be back, and here you are. We are men of our word. David, why don't you just tell everybody what they want to hear? Tell them, tell them about how it's been going up there. How is God moving in City Team? How is He moving in your personal life? You know, how is He? How is He showing up? What's He doing? We, we'd love to hear a little update. So much. Oh my gosh, I could go on for hours just. Well, don't, about, don't do that because it's a I podcast. Know, I won't do that because it's the pod. But <laughs> <laughs> but just a, just a few encouraging things. Um, you know, God has really been taking care of me, and and that's really I'll tell you what that's a mystery. How God continues to take care of me so well. You know, um, so first, just uh, you know, I, I made a pretty quick transition. As as you know, I think everyone knows that. You know, it was it was a pretty quick turnaround for me to move up here. Um, and so initially when I first came up here, I was just staying in our building, one of our spare rooms, uh, and was, you know, figuring out I'll, I'll find a place to live eventually, you know, when I can look and, you know, maybe meet some people who, who have something. And the first week that I came up here, I met with one of our partners and a wonderful guy. And I had just mentioned that, that I, you know, was uh, sleeping in our building. Um, he said, oh, yeah, I got a son who's your age. Uh, he lives less than a mile from your building with a bunch of other Christian guys. Why don't you just, you know, call him and see if he has, uh, you know, any space available? And so they said, oh, hey, well, we're having a Bible study tonight. Why don't you come down and meet us? What? And so I, and so I came down there. They had someone who just moved out at the end of this past month. And so it, it could not have lined up more perfectly. Great group of guys. They all go to the same church. Um, and, and it's really cheap. And my commute is four minutes. Uh, I could walk here uh, to That's our amazing, building, dude. Uh, which is much nicer than the Bay Area where I had, you know, at, at shortest, a 35-minute drive either way to whichever office I was going to. So um, so God really just, you know, put that in my lap, which was just amazing, um, and found a, a, a local church uh, to worship with. It's no VBC. You know, let's, let's be real. I mean, there's VBC is a unique amazing, incredible church that I, I don't think you could ever find one um, like it. But uh, I am going to a church uh, where the lead teaching pastor is Odd Thomas from Beautiful Eulogy. So, you know, if you're going to be somewhere else, then that's not, not too shabby. To be. Wow. Not too shabby. Not and that's not the reason why I chose it. Okay. <laughs> Let me make that clear. 
But what I you're not fanboying or anything. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But I mean, he's he's a wonderful teacher, and they're just like BBC. Um, the the teaching is is incredible. You know, expository teaching, sound doctrine, um, a biblical leadership structure, uh, and just an awesome community uh, that wants to live out their faith and love love people in a way that resembles Jesus. So, um, so anyways, I've been able to get to know some people already there, and that's been wonderful, and they've been very supportive and. Just a, a lot of great connections that have been made already. Like God has just put, it seems like, the right people in my path. And obviously I could, you know, talk for, for a long time about it, but I'll just leave it there that God has really been taking care of me. A lot of, lot, still a lot of unknowns, um, but I'm going to be, you know, pouring my heart into this place for the next five to six months and see if we can make something happen. Yeah, and you were saying earlier that you feel like the, like the Lord's given you uh, a vision for what needs to happen and some steps to, to move in. So that's, that's a huge, a huge blessing for sure. You were saying earlier too, that there was, you, there was this real evidence of grace and just kind of a miraculous favor and, and mercy from God uh, w- with regards to city team and, and the fires that are going on right now. I don't know if you want to share about that. Cause it's uh, seems like there's, there's something cool there. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, I, I've just been so heartbroken to hear about everything going on in California right after I left. You know, all, all these just... You got out just in time, time, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, but and so I, I hope that everyone is doing all right. As far as I know, everyone from BBC um, has, you know, there's no one who's lost uh, homes. I hope I'm not wrong about that. But um, I know there were some who were evacuated who came, who ended up able to go home. But anyways, so, you know, uh, city team owns a camp in the Santa Cruz mountains near Felton, right next to Mount Hermon, actually, it's very close to Mount Hermon. So, um, it's right in that area that was, you know, at pretty high risk of being taken over by this fire, um, which, you know, not too long ago was like 0% contained and it was, you know, it was really looking bad. And so, uh, anyways, we've just been praying, uh, you know, for the past week, and I got an email last night from our executive director in San Jose who oversees our, our camp there in, in that area. And just an incredible testimony of, of God's faithfulness and protection. So I'll just read it real quick. He said, what an incredible answer to prayer. Last night, the winds died instead of building. There were no lightning strikes in the fire zone. The marine layer moved in and increased the humidity and it actually rained. Today, they were able to run six helicopters continuously all day pulling water from Loch Lamond above camp. Today was the most successful firefighting day yet. We believe that camp is now safe. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you, God, for your mercies to us. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Absolutely. I love that. And, and you know, just thinking about who our God is and what we even talked about it on Sunday that, that there there's no, there's no testing or trial or, you know, crisis that we we could endure that God doesn't give us the, the means to, to, to get through. And, and there's nothing that we're going through that is particularly harsh or, or unusually uh, difficult we, it's just, it's part of this process of, of, of living out our faith and, and maturing in Christ. And, and God has given us everything we need for that process, all the truth, all the understanding, all the power that we need. And he's our father. And so, man, I just love, I love to even just to think that we worship the God who 
has dominion over creation and nature. And who, who is this man, you know, referring to Jesus that even the wind and the waves obey him, you know, and, and you, you, you see just in the old Testament of, you know, uh, Elijah praying for rain and God, God moving and answering. And he's the one that does these things. He's the one that can bring, uh, restoration and healing and protection. And, and, and sometimes he doesn't do it the way we expect him to, or the way that we would even want him to do. But if we're paying attention and if we have our, our hearts tuned in the right way, we'll, we'll see it. And so that's just a cool evidence of it, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, David, thank you. Um, man, it sounds like there's a party going on <laughs> behind you. Oh, <laughs> is that? Do you hear There's always a party going on out in front of our building. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Portland, a bunch of weirdos out there. There's, there's a lot of colorful people who hang out in front of our building. You're keeping uh, it weird. You're keeping it weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you to stop being weird. I don't know if you need to work at that. I think it just happens. Hey, man, we're all weird in our own special ways. Um, okay, so on Sunday, man, we have been in the Book of Romans for literally years as a church family. So incredibly, on Sunday, Gary took us through the last chunk of Romans 16. We're wrapping it up. Hallelujah. And it's also kind of sad though, because it's been so fruitful and, and really just growing for a lot of us. Um, it's like finishing, it's like finishing the last chapter or the last page of a great book. You know, you just kind of, it's, 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 it's bittersweet. There's, there's a little bit of a, it's like, okay, what's next? You know, it is, um, which we're going to talk about later, but the, the fun goes on for the, the life of a Christian. But anyways, um, Gary on Sunday, he really focused on this idea of, of mysteries. Um, you know, Paul said that in the, in the last part of Romans 16, and he really centered on that of there's a lot of places in scripture where this, this word mystery is used or secrets is used. And, and Gary would say that these mysteries, um, even the ones that aren't pertaining to the gospel specifically, they're, re- they're revealing and enlightening us as to additional benefits of how the gospel and how Jesus' freedom, all those things, will benefit our lives and, and give us a greater quality of life alongside our Lord. And so with that in mind, we're not going to spend too long rehashing what Gary already taught on Sunday. So if you missed that, go to vbc.online, click watch now and, and watch what he said about it because he'll, he'll do a way better job than we could. But what we are going to do is um, on that number, on number three on the notes, if you go there, Gary gave us some directions. He said, hey, here's a menu of different mysteries available to us that we can study and chew on. And he encouraged us to do that. So, hey, in your week this week, pick two or three of these things that uh, kind of strike home with you and, and just chew on these mysteries. How, what, how do they sit with you? How are they impacting your life? Are there ways that they need to be impacting your life more? And so each of us picked one of those things to talk about today. And so on the Behold podcast, we are going to share how some of these mysteries have been enlightening our own lives this week. And beginning this little section is going to be David Sunman. So David, whenever you're ready, why don't you uh, take it away? Absolutely. So, uh, of course, I thought that all of these in this menu, which, you know, I think BBC, we love menus. I mean, gosh, it's like, it's like going to one of those restaurants and you just got tons and tons of menus. You know, and, and it's all good stuff. You can't <laughs> you go wrong. You, you can't, you can't. You can't. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> uh, but I loved all of these that Gary 
uh, included here in this. And one particular that stuck out is, is D, uh, that we have this satisfying life with Jesus versus, versus pointless activity. Um, and, and he referenced John 15, uh, 1 through 17. And, you know, I guess something that, that this brought up for me is, is first, of course, just thinking about the life that I used to live. And, you know, everyone is pretty familiar with that. Um, but, you know, of course, I can look back and look at how fruitless it was and how, you know, nothing that I did really had any purpose, you know, and, and how it was never satisfying. There was, there was nothing that came from it that brought me a feeling of, you know, man, I, I feel like my life is so full. It, mm-hmm. it always left me wanting or, or seeking for something else. Um, but then, you know, of course, you know, there's the initial excitement of being saved and knowing who Jesus is and truly understanding the gospel. But then there's just this unfolding uh, experience of, of satisfaction um, from knowing who God is and, and benefiting from uh, the life-giving spirit that he's put inside of us. Um, and, and so, so, you know, I just think about my day-to-day and, you know, everything that I get to do and things that maybe I used to feel like were tedious or exhausting now just give me energy. And, you know, just even getting to go throughout my workday, I just, I, I feel like, uh, I, I am the most joyful person that that ever walked the earth, you know, um, and and I feel like every single day I have something that I can do that that has purpose, um, and I understand that that really apart from Jesus, you know, none of, none of this would be apart from His gospel, apart from uh, the relationship that we now have to Him as the vine, as is referred to in John fifteen, um, that we get to now be the branches and produce fruit, and, and so you know, I would hope that, you know, the things that I get to do that I am so blessed to do lead to this fruit that people would see, man, this is, this is a benefit that, that this person has because of the unfolding relationship that we have, uh, from putting our faith in Jesus as our savior. I love that so much. And I think about all the guys that you work with in city team. And I wonder when they, when they, spend time with you and they see that fruit that you're talking about and they, they, they sense that energy and that purpose for that the Jesus produces in your life. I mean, what do those conversations look like? I mean, you know, do those guys ask you, do they notice that stuff? And, and, you know, how are you able to, to share with them your experience? Well, one thing uh, in particular that is always encouraging is when they're surprised to know that, my journey started in the same place that theirs did, you know, cause every other week, uh, I, I do church with them. Cause during this time, uh, our County is similar to the Bay area that churches aren't meeting in person. Um, and so they've been watching through the live stream. And so I don't, I don't of course want to take them from that. The churches that they're watching through the live stream, but then every other week, uh, we do church together. And so I, I've been teaching with them, um, a couple times now. And, and, uh, you know, I always try to share with them, Hey, this is, you know, this is not me trying to, you know, come at you from a, a higher, you know, plane. I, I mean, I started right where you were. My my journey started when I, you know, walked up to the doors of City Team, desperate and in need of help. You know, in the same place that, that yours did, and um, and so I think when they can see, like, wow, like, and now 
you know, you're in such a different place. You're such a different person. Uh, I, I would hope that it, it can really show them that, that that's what's available to them too, that that's what's waiting for them too, as they continue to be transformed. Um, but it's really encouraging for them when someone has been through what they've been through and they have that experience and, and uh, they can see like, Hey, this is, this isn't something that uh, I can't attain. It, it's not, you know, uh, something that's so beyond me. Of course, it's a process and people don't, you know, change drastically overnight very often. Um, but they can see that there's something different about me, especially when they hear about what my story is like. Uh, and they know that it's clearly God who's done it. That's so amazing. And really it, it's, it, it, it's evidence of what Paul's been preaching at us this whole, this whole, this whole book, you know, this summary statement of, of God being able to, to strengthen us and to, to, to do these things in us by the power of his gospel it's, it's his work. It's not, it's not anything that we do. And so you sharing that with them and, and, and you kind of just unpacking that for us, I think it just fits in so great with where we, where we landed on Sunday. So thanks, David. That's awesome. Uh, Dan, why don't you take us away with your mystery you're chewing on? Yes. Yeah, so I selected from the menu option E um, with uh Yeah. I was going to make a joke about a side order of something else. I don't know. It's, but the, the, the words never came. So uh, oh boy. that was a, a failure. But um, yeah, so it, uh, option E is experiencing growing love versus fear and uncertainty. And the, the scripture that was referenced there is 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. And I've just been thinking a lot during the last couple of months about heaven and with, with all the things that are going on in our world, kind of Gary, you know, talked about this. It's just like crisis on top of crisis on top of crisis. And there's, you know, just some, some, I, I've been really developing just a holy longing for, for heaven to, to step into the inheritance that, that I have in Christ and to just walk in the fullness of those promises that Jesus has, has made to us. I'm just, I'm looking forward to that probably now more than ever. And one of the things that uh, has really been helping me in that is, is just thinking about being able to walk in the, the fullness of this loving connection that we have to Jesus without the, the barrier of sin or without the distractions or without just the, the darkness in the world. And I'm just looking forward to just being in the presence of Jesus. And one of the things that Gary talked about on Sunday that really made me think about that was in, in the, the doxology uh, in verses 25 through 27, there's this phrase that says, you know, God has, has disclosed these mysteries. He's made them known to all the nations in verse 26. And Right away, my, my head went to Revelation chapter seven, where God peels back the curtain and we get a glimpse of what worship is going to be like in, in heaven. And there's this, there's this great multitude of people gathering around the throne of God. And there are people from every nation, every tribe, you know, every tongue, every language, whatever. There's this great multitude and they just gather and they worship and they fall on their face. And 
it's just this powerful scene that it just gets me so excited. And, you know, another thing that Gary said about, um, about that made me think about heaven was this in that doxology, verse 27, uh, to the only wise God be glory forevermore. And mm. Gary walked us through this idea that these things that we're talking about, these mysteries that God has revealed through his word, they're, they're things that we're going to, they're going to inspire awe in us, even when we get to heaven, even when we walk in the fullness of, of God's promises, we'll still be like floored by God's mercy and we'll still be moved by his love and we'll still be just blown away by what he's done for us. And I just think that's such a cool thought. And, and then when you kind of compare all of that with what we're dealing with, you know, all, all the uncertainty and the fear that that produces for me, thinking about heaven, thinking about that scene, it, it, it helps me have hope to endure through what we're going through right now. Mm. And if you look at first John chapter four, there's just some amazing mysteries in there that God has revealed to us. I mean, first of all, we see that God, this amazing statement, this truth, God is love. He isn't, he isn't just a loving God. He isn't just, uh, you know, give giving his love, but he is defined by love. He, he, there's no, there's no way to separate that out from him. And then of course we see how that love was manifest in him giving his son as a propitiation for our sin. So God's perfect and just wrath is totally satisfied in what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so really the implications of that is that we don't have to be afraid, right? So if you come, if you come to verse um, 18, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And we love because he first loved us. And so you just think about, man, we, we are living as children. We are part of God's family. He is our father and he has already, uh, <laughs> dealt with his, with his wrath by pouring out his punishment on Jesus. And so when we live life with him, we don't have to worry about that punishment. And so it just, li- it frees us up to, to, to not live in fear. And I know that there's so much uncertainty and, and it's so easy for us to, to just spin in that. And so what I've just been focusing on is just this loving connection that I have um, through through Jesus with the Father, and uh, the Holy Spirit strengthens that. He he's he makes that feel real to me, and it, and helps me experience that in a way that that just helps me get through all these crises crises that we're facing. So that's the thing that I've really been been drilling down on um, these last couple of days. Man, that is so just freeing to think about freeing and, and and even like in the midst of all these things happening right now covid unrest smoke now like of all things yeah just that hope that driving hope that can really fuel us and and not just fuel like getting through the day but but living in a way that's expectant um which kind of leads me on to, to my mystery which on the menu was g and the, the line is expectant prayer versus an uncertain future um and I think part of that 
really ties into what you're saying, Dan, of, of are we building our, our hope of what God's told us of what's to come? You know, you said something that really striking, just God is love. He is love. And so thinking about heaven, really embracing what's to come for us. You know, when Jesus says that he's built a place in his father's house for us, do we really think about frequently that there is a place in heaven waiting for us in this very moment? You know, there's a, there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I really like. and says, to every soul, God will look its first love because he is its first love. Your place in heaven will seem to be made for you and you alone because you were made for it, made for it stitch by stitch as a glove is made for a hand. And that's us. And I love just thinking of that picture of man, God has made us stitch by stitch to be with him in heaven. Dan, you and I, along with the rest of staff, we're going through a book right now called Delighting in the Trinity. And that's one thing we've been talking about of, of just God's desire for his people. And a lot of that stemming just from his nature as a, as a triune God. And there's this part where, where the author is talking about the, the, the gifts we're receiving from God and what we receive. And I'll read this quote. In fact, these gifts, it, it's not primarily some thing that he gives at all. The spirit gives us his very self that we might know and enjoy him and so enjoy his fellowship with the Father and the Son. And that's God's desire for his people. He wants to be with us. I'm going to revisit that in one second after I talk about my mystery. So, Gary. <laughs> Hold that in your mind, beholders. Yeah, Chew on that. So, so Gary, the, the verse he referenced for this idea of expectant prayer versus uncertain future was Matthew 7. Verses 7 through 11, I'll just read it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And, you know, we've talked about this a lot recently, Dan, but I think it's so easy for us as Christians living in the craziness of life these days to forget to ask for things of God, to forget to, to prayer with expectation for his actions. Even right now, like praying really intentionally, God, end this pandemic. God, clear the smoke. Like we just said, like, man, God performed miracles to, to, to bring safety to a lot of people who are at threat with the fires. And oftentimes we just forget that, that, even though the future is uncertain, there's so many things that God has told us that we can lean on in our prayers. And looking at this verse in Matthew 7, or these verses, one thing that sticks out to me is um, just definition of what we're praying for. Because you say, ask and it will be given to you, which I'm like, sweet, I want an Xbox, God, give it to me. <laughs> but then he goes on to talk about as parents, you know, Dan, you, you have kids and I've, I've seen you deal with them when they ask for things. Yeah, if Cohen asks you for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. If he asks you for fish, you're not going to give him a snake. Um, unless I was trying to mess with him. Unless I'm you're my, trying to, unless was, trying to screw trying with to him. Mess with him. You're messing up my analogy, Dan. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, then, but then at the end, in verse 11, it says, How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And again, I think it's really tempting to think to look at this verse and think of it as, well, right on. We can pray for whatever you want. And it says right there, God's going to give it to us. But it says, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And I think that's so key is, is what are we calling good things? Because here 
We're saying the things that God says are good things versus what we think are good things. And I think that's the rub a lot of times with us is that we get into this, this headspace of like, man, culture is telling me good things are a high paying job, a big house, a nice car, all these things. But <laughs> none of those things are what God tells us are good things for his people. Rather, like you said, Dan, and like I just gave a little preface about what God drives over and over and over again for us is that what he considers good things is our relationship with him, our growth in our walk with him, our reflection of his son, Jesus. Um, and so with that in mind, it kind of makes me think of like Colossians 3. That's a great place to, to rest as you're praying for things, expecting that God's going to respond to those prayers. You know, put in then as, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And just, I encourage anyone listening, if you're in this space of like wanting to pray more with expectation for God to act, absolutely. We want, we want to pray in faith and we want to expect him to act because he is a God of action. He is sovereign. He is faithful. He's all powerful. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we're praying in alignment with what he's told us are good things. And if we're doing that, then heck yeah, we can absolutely expect that he's going to give us those good things. But I think it, it can be a dangerous trap that we get into of thinking we're praying for good things just because they might improve our life in certain ways. When in reality, maybe God has a bigger and better plan for us that we just don't see because we're not focusing on those good things. So all that to say, man, I encourage you guys listening, spend some time praying in expectation. And as you do that, Maybe read through Colossians 3 and have that be your, your, your heart focus and headspace and reminding yourselves of, of what are good things that our Lord says. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and if you're, if you're listening and you're, you're a parent, you, you get this concept, but sometimes what is good for our, for our children is actually something that they perceive as, as difficult or a trial, or why are you making my life so hard? You know, one of the things that is really a valuable we, that we value in our family is we love to get outdoors and we love to hike and ride our bikes and, and, and be physical and active. And so sometimes when I'm, I'm trying to push my kids to like teach them about endurance and, and just say, no man, just wait till you get to the top of this hill. Like the view is amazing. It's going to be worth it. Or, you know, we're a couple of weeks ago, we were hiking to, we were hiking in the snow regional park. And I was trying to tell him there's this place where you can like jump off of a waterfall into a pool. And it's just amazing. Like, but we just got to get there first, you know? And so for them, they're thinking, man, why is my dad being so harsh? Why is he putting me through this hard thing? But I, but I, as the father have the perspective to say, this hard thing you're doing right now is actually for your good. And you're going to see it one day soon you know, just, just trust me. And so, you know, I think sometimes we, we don't, we don't have the perspective to see what those things are. Um, and so we, we don't even know how to ask. And that's why I love that, that truth that, you know, we talked about in Romans eight is that sometimes we don't even know how to pray. We don't even know what to ask God for, but the spirit helps us in our weakness and he, he can intercede for us when we don't know what to ask for as, as limited uh, as our limited perspective uh, offers. So yeah, good, good, Sean. That was awesome, man. Yeah. And I would just say like, just to add on to that, um, just a thoughtful question to ask is like, we just kind of chewed on God's desire is, is us. Our God's desire is to be in relationship with us and for us to know him. And so just think about that. Like, man, am I, am I praying enough for that? Am I aligning my desires with God's desires through my prayers, through my speech, 
through my actions. Um, because, you know, I know I've seen in my own life and I've heard from both of you as well that when you are doing that, man, God totally blesses you in unforeseen ways. And it's better than what we could have imagined. So just encourage you, man, think about that. Am, am I aligning myself with God's desires? Um, man, so, so healthy for me to hear from you two, some of those mysteries that you're chewing on, because it really helped me process those as well. So anybody listening, we really want to encourage you to do this exact same process. Just look at some of these things. And maybe some of these scriptures are things that you've never really dove into. You've never really chewed on when, when Paul or whoever's writing says the word mystery, what do they really mean by that? And then more importantly, what does that mean for me in my life and my family and my relationship with God and, and all those things? So coming out of that, um, before we sign off this week, um, many of you heard and you, you, you've known this as you're looking around the Bay Area and we mentioned earlier on the podcast that there's huge fires going on and it's, it's a really scary thing. There's a lot of destruction happening. And so before we sign off, Dan's going to take it and just lead us in a time of, of prayer and petitioning God to, to act within this uh, crisis. I'm going to pull a little audible too. I'm going to ask David, will you pray as well? Maybe David, if you could start us off, you know, and, um, and, and then uh, I'll, I'll close this out. Could we pray together like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let me start us off. <clears throat> Heavenly father, uh, we come before you as always humbly and so much gratitude, God, uh, that you are not a God who's distant, but uh, Lord, you uh, are right here with us uh, all at all times. Um, and when we pray to you, when we raise petitions to you, they do not fall on deaf ears, Lord, but you care far more about us and about uh, people who are affected by tragedies like these fires far more than we do. Um, and so, Lord, uh, we, we lift this situation up to you. We trust you with it. We trust your faithfulness. We trust your sovereignty. We trust your goodness. Even when it's, it seems like, you know, things are, are so difficult and, and we don't understand them, but we, we know who you are. And so we trust you in the midst of that. Lord, I thank you for protecting uh, city teams facilities, but I also pray that you would comfort those who have lost uh, properties or homes or uh, anyone who, who's been affected in any other way by these fires, Lord. Um, we, we pray that, that if it's your will, God, that you would bring rain, that you would bring more firefighters, anyone who can help to uh, slow the, the spread or even stop uh, this fire in its tracks, Lord, uh, so that the destruction will stop, uh, so that more uh, homes and, and lives can be saved. Um, but Lord, no matter what, we trust you, no matter what, we know that you are good, uh, and that, uh, that you are working all things for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Yes, Lord. And, and thank you just again, Lord, for, for letting us reconnect with David and just want to praise you just for the ways that you've provided for him and the ways that you are using him. And we want to continue to just lift up city team in, in Portland, that God, your name would be proclaimed, that lives would be transformed. Lord, I pray that you would continue to just bring people around David and his team that can catch the, the fire, that can get excited about the vision and, and join in, whether that's financially or through giving of their time or just being a friend to, to David. 
or to one to, to these guys in the program. And I pray just that you would just give favor and um, really just strengthen and establish their influence in that area for your glory. And so excited just to hear what he's, what, what, what you're doing with him. And, and yeah, Lord, we just, um, we really just want to call upon your mercy as we continue to, to just walk through this strange year that we're, we're going through. And there's just been so much, um, that has been unexpected and really difficult. And there's been so much loss and struggle and grief. And we know that you see that. We know that you are God of compassion. And we, we stand Lord as your redeemed people. And we cry out before you and we ask just for you to relent. God, we ask for you to, um, stop this pandemic. We ask for you to, to bring, to bring peace, um, and equality to our country. We ask God for your, your hand of protection to be continued on, um, on the Bay area and, and all throughout California with these fires. And we know Lord that it's you that can, can call down rain. Lord, we know that it's you that, that has dominion and control over creation. And so we just appeal to you, God, and we ask for mercy and, and for the families in our, in our church family specifically that have, that are being affected by this. Would you just give them a peace that surpasses all understanding? And just like we've been talking about that, you would show them that you are a good father and that you have given them everything they need to navigate through this time. And in some way, God, it may not be clear to us, but in some way you are using this for, for their good. And I pray that they would just be able to have confidence in that. And may we um, grow in our faith. May we grow in our, in our prayer life and our expectancy to see you move in that. And may we just be a people that are constantly fixing our eyes on you. Thank you for this time. And, and we just pray all these things in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Man, thank you, David. And thank you, Dan. And hey, I'm really grateful for both of you, uh, especially you, David. Man, what a treat getting to see you. And I, I think all the listeners are, are nodding their heads in agreement with me that this is just a treat to get to hear from you. Um, hey, listeners, before you go, we just want to give a plug for our upcoming new teaching series, which begins on September 6th and is called Together. And we're doing something a little bit different. If you are um, not new to VBC, you know that we would typically take a book of the Bible and teach all the way through it. For this Together series, we're going to be looking at a lot of different books of the Bible, a lot of different scriptures. And basically, we're, we're going to be teaching on the fact that God has created us to be together and what that looks like in today's climate, in the 2020 life that we're all living with, that he's created us to care for one another. He's created us to grow alongside other people. He's created us to suffer together, and he's created us to rejoice together. So we're really excited about this series. We really think it's going to be really uh, informing and just equipping and just growing as a church family as we figure out how to do all of those things even in the midst of this COVID life that we're living. So September 6th, we hope to see you guys there. And you can watch that at vbc.online. Dan and David, is there any last little nuggets of wisdom you'd like to leave people with before we sign off? 
Yeah, just the last thing that I want to say is Gary started off on su- on Sunday. Just he said, my hope for us as we go through this teaching time is that we would have a renewed energy and love for the Word of God. And he he referenced Hebrews chapter four verse twelve that. God's word is alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And, mm-hmm. and it has the, the ability to, to reach into our hearts and, and to cut in and, and, and like a surgeon, like a skilled surgeon, get into our hearts and, and adjust us and fix what's wrong and, and really transform us. And so that's our prayer, you know, for, for everyone listening is just that, man, God has given us such a treasure in his word. It's everything we need. And as we, as we get into it, we, we have this opportunity to experience relationship with him. It's not just this dead, cold words on the page. It is alive. It's, it has an effect in us as God's Holy Spirit is illuminating these things in us. And so, just we want to continue to just pray for for everyone. Just that that is our experience when we approach the word. That we're not just doing it to to get smarter or to you know out of obligation or just because we yeah we know that that's what we're supposed to do. But that we would really approach it with that mentality. So um, I, w- I kind of want to leave everybody with that to chew on. I'll just I'll just continue that along those lines. Just. I hope that we would all see that it's such a privilege that we can understand the mysteries of God. You know, it's something that only comes through faith in the gospel that we can then come to conclusions about these incredible truths that, you know, are part of this menu or or just, you know, countless others that we'll be continuing to, to learn more and more about for all of eternity. We'll never extinguish, you know, the, the, the uh, truth that that is to be revealed to us um, in God and who he is and his grace and his love for us. Um, But it's something that people who don't have faith cannot experience. Um, You know, I have a good friend. In fact, the gentleman who originally told me about city team back in the Bay area now lives up here. And I got to see him there. He's actually not a believer. Um, And we were talking about faith and he was saying, you know, I, I don't understand like Christian, like it, like it doesn't change like my life right now. He's like, it's only, you know, when, you know, whatever, like it's only something about, you know, when I die or whatever. And, you know, of course, this is something that when we understand it, it changes everything about the way that we live our lives, the way that we see the world. But he can't understand that because he doesn't have faith. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit inside him that reveals these truths to him. And so it's a privilege that we have that other people who don't have faith don't get to experience. Amen. And yeah, guys, I just, I echo both of those things and I can't encourage you enough. I know it's so hard. We're all really busy with work. A lot of you parents are going crazy with your kids doing school this week, but just make an intentional effort, even if it's just five minutes a day to, to be with our God as he desires and, and to be in his word, which like Dan said, just has such an ability to, to transform your heart. So with that, we will leave you. Thanks as always for joining us uh, for this episode of Behold. And we hope that you are encouraged. And as always, that either through this time or as you take this and go and run with it, that you will be able to better behold Christ in your life. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. 
If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.